Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. This is a special one. I'm not alone. Our first live studio audience is with us. Keep it going for the publisher of Poets, Artists, and Mad Men, J. Patrick Best, Autumn Fitcher, English Nick, Greg Russ, and of course, Jared Yamamoto, the handsomest producer in this room. I'd like to say that I like Jared. This is all fabricated for the air because people like conflict. Yeah. So on the air, on the air, we're going to hate each other. That's right. But tonight you can go get a beer if you want. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, here's the only thing about that is once you tell everybody that, doesn't it kind of destroy the whole thing? I mean, like, yeah, but usually I'm in New York and I don't have to see them, and now I'm kind of back. But I gotta tell down. you, this is, the, this is the reason I can't get into wrestling anymore. When I, I lived in Memphis, Tennessee in 1972, 72, 73, 74, and like Jerry Lawler wrestling, I was 10 years old, and it was on Saturday mornings. And like the guy who was the weatherman all week long was the one of the one of the announcers, and then another dude. All the people that are in the Andy Kaufman movie, they're all they were all there. And this was every. And I was 10, and I thought it was real. I thought it was real. And my dad used to say to me, it's not real. And I would not believe him. This is the last thing he said to me before he just took off and I never saw him again. My dad said, son, before I leave you high and dry, I want you to know that wrestling is not real. And he used to say to me, he said, look at Muhammad Ali. He fights, what, twice a year? These guys you're looking at, they're fighting every week. It's not possible that you can heal and I wouldn't hear of it. I would watch, I would, I would get into it. I would wrestle the, uh, the cushions and the sofa. I would watch the TV. I would get so into it that I would like suplex them. I was really getting into it. And I really thought it was real. And then wrestling came out because I guess they were going to get in trouble for fraud. And so they said, well, we can't get in trouble for fraud, so we're going to come clean. It's just entertainment. Wait. So when Jake the Snake Roberts had his King Cobra bite Macho Man in the arm, that wasn't real. Not real. That didn't actually Not happen. Real. When Macho Man got tied up in the ropes and couldn't get himself free. Turns out it wasn't, tr wasn't true. And for me, once they came out and said, it's not real, I cannot for the life of me understand, and I, I know there are probably people here right now who are fans of wrestling, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying that me, I cannot understand how people can get into it anymore. Is it like a soap opera? Is it like watching a soap opera? And like people know this is like an angle, and they, they judge it on that. I can't, I can't understand it. But when I was 10 years old, I thought it was real. And the king, Jerry Lawler, made me so angry. He was such a bad guy, such a bad guy. And I knew Ricky Gibson could beat him. But he never did. And I <laughs> beat up my sofa. I was so into it. And once they come clean and tell the truth, it's just I'm not going to follow it anymore. So I don't know why what you just said reminded me of that, but it did. And it also reminds me that it is time to acknowledge the fact, not only that Marco's Pizza is a great place and they fed all of us, Fantastic. but it's also time to acknowledge the fact that there's outrage all over this world. And that's why every week we cover it with a little something that we like to call... 
Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. All right, English Nick. Eric. Hit me with the outrage. You know what's funny about Outrage Corner since we have a, a live audience here? Well, I tell you what's See, funny is that Outrage Corner keeps getting shorter. Every uh, you week. get shorter because right. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. it's, it's no, true. There's content. There's content. That's why. No, no, it's true. We just go off. It's true. It's, we go off, and, and it's, it's wrestlers. I think it's because it's the second hour of the show, yeah. and I'm just so comfortable at relaxed. that point. I'm so scared when the show opens up. Like, oh my god, they're gonna hate me. And then by the second hour, I'm really relaxed. I just want to like, talk I don't about care anything. If you hate me. Here's what I have to say. Blah, blah, but blah, we, blah. In the point. <laughs> That's a great impression of Eric. Right <laughs> the point of Outrage Corner, more than the stories every week, is that we sat around and we thought that if we if we start a weekly thing called Outrage Corner, the way this stupid world works. <laughs> Is it? We know it will provide six stories a week of people being outraged. So it's a little bit of our. We do the stories, we comment on the stories, but overall, the meta part of it is. Yes. We know that next week there will be six more stories where people are outraged about something, and that is a true commentary. Because let me tell you something, and I'm not going to eat up this whole segment, no, English Nick. <laughs> but let me tell you something. In this country, where I was raised on game shows, wrestling. And John Wayne movies. <laughs> and and that was the world that I was raised in. And people didn't get outraged. No, they just said, oh, that guy's a jerk. Why did he treat me like that? They How went on with their lives. But now, being outraged right. is a badge of honor. Well, and also, if they were outraged back then, they were outraged in the moment. Now they're outraged all the time because it stays online. Well, and it's, it's, it's like your 15 minutes of fame. So mm -hmm. let me give you a little less than 15 minutes. And what game allow shows? You to do, oh, what no. game shows did you like to watch? <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You I, I, I used to watch shows? a lot of game shows when I was a child. Step back, English Nick. This I was a great I can't country. wait for Studio B1 to begin. <laughs> Does anyone? <laughs> you can jab it. Last question. You can trash it. So. Just kidding. I don't care. Oh. Oh. No, go on. Now he's gone there. Now. Alex Trebek. Oh man. Who is known for what? Jeopardy. Jeopardy. All right. What is Jeopardy? What is Jeopardy? That's correct. That. Right. Alex Trebek had a lot of failed game shows in the '70s before he had Jeopardy. I don't know if I'm the only one who remembers this. There was a year when they had busing in Memphis, and my parents were like, we're not going to be a part of this. So I was a kid. I was home all year long when I was about 10 years old, and I watched game shows every day. <laughs> and my favorite of all times, this was the thing about game shows. Hey, shut up over there. <laughs> my name's on the marquee. I could, I could sabotage the show if I want to. <laughs> there was a period between like 1975, 6, 7, where they would just make everything on the, on the game, it was really big, you know? So like if there, if there was a show that had dice, the dice were huge, you know? And Alex Trebek, or if there was a phone involved, the phone would be huge, and the <laughs> dial would be huge. It was wonderful entertainment. And Alex Trebek had a show called High Rollers. Oh yeah. Does anybody, and I I, if you could see this on YouTube, you have to. This was the ultimate. First of all, I liked anything with Alex Trebek. There was this other guy named Bill Cullen, and all of his shows would go south. Like every week, Bill Cullen would host a new game show that would only be around for a month. Which doesn't make sense mathematically that every week he could host a show that would be around for a month. <laughs> but you follow me. And High Rollers was just the greatest because it had Alex Trebek and he was young and he had a curly hair, kind of like Greg's if you let it grow out. It's like curly hair with a mustache. And the dice. So they would throw the dice and they were huge. And they would throw them. Oops, I sped all over the place. So they'd throw them and then once you were okay with the numbers, you would pick up the dice the die, and then you would, they had cubby holes in the wall, and you would put them into the wall for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> High rollers, uh, the, you gotta look for it on YouTube. This is, this is a channel called Buzzer now. It's all old game shows, but you can only get it if you have HD over the air. 
and it's one of those side channels. And I'm actually going to go out and buy an antenna for $60 just so I can see these old game shows because I miss Elaine Joyce, and I'm not afraid to say it. So go ahead and hit me. All right. People are right raised over Kurt Schilling's retweet that compared Muslim extremists to Nazis, and now he's been taken off the air at ESPN. Oh, my goodness. Well, who would do such a thing? I know. I can't believe it. Radical Muslims and Nazis? Why, they obviously have nothing in common. The Nazis were in Germany. And the radical Muslims are somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> what is over. controversial about that? He didn't say all Muslims, right? He said radical Muslims. Yes, he radical said Muslims. radical Muslims. But ESP, let me tell you something about ESP. Two things here. First of all, Kurt Schilling should know better because he works for ESPN and he has to know how they are. And ultimately, he's an employee and they can do what they want. And so it's a private contract. It's not the government. It's not censorship. Fine. But ESPN has become such a politically correct Merely, I love sports, and I can't find Fox Sports One. I don't know where it is. It's in the, <laughs> you know, it's, but ESPN. I'm, I watch this, and it just drives me crazy with their political correctness. They will bend over eight years before an activist even gets angry about something to make sure that. And this is, you know, ESPN tries to convince us that they are as interested, and we are as interested in female basketball as we are in male basketball. And they just do it with a straight face. Like, the female Final Four. Let me tell you something. If you don't know somebody playing, or you didn't go to that college, you don't care. No. <laughs> That's the fact. But it gets like it gets up there with everything else. Like it, They just play it straight. Meanwhile, ESPN could not hide their disdain for NASCAR while it was there. I mean, when you would see that they were forced to cover NASCAR because they had the contract, and I don't know if that guy probably got fired and they were stuck with the contract for three or four years, but these guys would writhe in their suits to try to pretend that they had an, any sort of interest in NASCAR whatsoever. But then when they turned it to the WNBA, woo, that's the real thing, baby. <laughs> that's sports, WNBA. Who here has gone to a WNBA game? Louder? Okay. How many have gone to an NBA game? Anybody like, well, yeah. you got to clap because I got to hear you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Look, female, maybe I'll be thrown off WSB. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Again. Female, female team sports is good for high school students. It teaches you to be on a team. It teaches you stuff. But as a spectator, female team sports are not as interesting as male sports. Individual female sports, LPGA, Tennis players. I'll watch Serena Williams play. She just lost. I can't believe, believe that. To, Couldn't believe I mean, I'll watch that. That's unbelievable to watch Serena Williams play, Venus Williams play, tennis players, individual sports. But I don't care if the, I don't care if everybody in this room walks out on me. I am going to tell you that female team sports professionally are boring. And I'm not done. Another thing about ESPN. Enough with the Little League World Series. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're not related to one of those kids and you're watching the Little League World Series, oh, I've got my eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the guy who shows up at the mall just to watch the teenage uh, pad, not, not the, the, the little kids' beauty pageants. Just, I'm just a fan of pageants. Yeah. Uh, you, you know one of these kids? No, no, I just like pageantry. <laughs> I got my eye on you. And that's not, right, and beyond that part of it, it's not good. 
It's not good to take 10-year-old kids and put them on ESPN and they all have their signature moves. And This is not good. It's not good to be on SportsCenter when you're 10 years old if you have the big play. That's not good for your head. And it's certainly not good for your head to have those snarky guys when you... They show like a 10-year-old kid who blows it. You know, he misses the play. Can you imagine being 10 years old and Sports Center continually plays that moment that you screwed up over and over again? Do we forget what school was like? Do we, <laughs> do we forget what it was like to go to school? I mean, that just, it's wrong. And when I'm president, ESPN will show game shows and John Wayne movies. We'll try to squeeze in another outrage when we, when we return. Welcome back to this special edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Here in the live lounge in front of the live studio audience, and they've been great, and we are live streaming at wsbradio.com. I think you can get to it through the app somehow. You can navigate you sure your way can. through. And uh, th through the commercials, although you should listen to the commercials because they're wonderful people and they pay everybody here but me. They do pay everybody, and so you should listen to them. But if you happen to be online, we kind of keep talking with the audience uh, through it all. We've had a great time. You guys having fun? I'm enjoying this. I'd love to do the show like this every week, but then I would have to ask them for money, and then they would say no. So I'm not going to filibuster any longer. Uh, I would like to get one more outrage in, if we can, English Nick. We've heard a lot from England tonight. Uh, this lady, Nicola Austin, she sent her daughter to London in a limo for her 18th birthday, and just happened to give her 12 bags of cocaine for the journey. With her so friends. those people are outraged about this. <laughs> yeah, they're outraged, yeah. She said, I want them to have a high old time on the way to London. <laughs> so, see, so what, what are 12 <laughs> bags of cocaine? What, like, usually it, cocaine, isn't that usually done in like ounces or something or whatever? What is Why are you Jay looking Patrick? at me? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let me go to the expert on cocaine. Jay Patrick, how is it? How is it? Uh, how is it what do you do that in? Ounces? Grams. Grams. That's grams. right. Well, I've never it heard of 12 total, bags. I've a read total, a lot. A total of 8.65 grams. Okay. All right. Because I was thinking like hefty bags, like of cocaine. Like, <laughs> like Ziploc bags. <laughs> yeah, that's, like a, a lot. that's a lot of cocaine. Uh, yeah. 8.65 grams. How, really old were the, how old were they? They were 18. Ooh, they're legal. Well, they're legal. Well, yeah, it's not, but they are. So, what, you know, <laughs> and go the, for it. The mother had been done before for possessing amphetamine in 2010. So she's no, see, no well, uh, stranger Well, she learned her drugs. lesson. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing better than yeah. people who go to jail. I've never been to jail in my whole life. Can I tell you that? I've never, for all the things that I've done that I would never admit to anybody that? here. No, <laughs> I don't deserve I don't, I don't deserve any copying for that. I just simply was never caught, which is just wonderful. But I have never spent a day in jail. Not even like, like I won't get a DUI. I've said on the radio. You better knock on people, that wood. People say, I don't know if it's real wood. I, people <laughs> say, don't say this on the radio, Eric. And I say it over and over again. Eric Von Hessler will never get a DUI. Do you want to know how I make sure that doesn't happen? You don't drink and drive. I don't drink and drive. <laughs> I drink a lot and I drive a lot. But I don't do them together. Because I know how that's going to look, you know, on, in the C-section of the paper, you know, shock jock, it's DUI. It's not because you don't want to put people at risk. Oh, you don't want to No, it's me. <laughs> you see this whole setup? You see the sign here? It's all about me. It's I all about me all I the time. Would, I, I would love to see a mugshot from you just once. First of all, first of all, I'm, uh, I, I'm uh, how do you say on WSB? I, I can't go to the bathroom in front of other people. Right. I can't. You put me in there for 48 hours, I'm just going to blow up. 
can't do it. You're going to look all jaundicey. Yeah. And, and you're, giving, you're not giving yourself enough, enough credit there. You'd be in the B section. The B section is the local section. Oh, okay. I didn't, realize. I didn't realize. I just like to say C section. I don't know why. That's the... It's the way I came into the world, and it's the way that I feel like it's the way. <laughs> what right. is the B section? Page three? Because I know that paper's pretty thin these days. Oh, uh, you mean the sponsor here? here you're in the building, and you're probably shut up right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that paper put you know, out by the same Greg company R- that's putting on the show. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one. When I, put, when I brought Greg Russ in, I thought, at some point, he'll torpedo my career. It may have just happened. All right, we're going to hear more from Greg Russ and stories from Studio B1 when we return. By the way, Greg, you saw that I made them clap for you, so don't That's, take that to... I didn't it's see fun. that, and I was just really impressed. <laughs> they, they love Greg. I'm going to take you out here in a second of this whole conversation by going into sports. Oh, I don't like all the no. laughs you've been getting on, Autumn. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shutting uh, down. Can I, tell you how, can I tell you how out of it... The, I like sports. Yeah, she likes sports. Sports are great. <laughs> this is how out of it Autumn is when it comes to sports. We were driving around yesterday, and I asked her who the quarterback of the New England Patriots was, and she had no idea. I she said, give me a, a clue. I just need a, just a little drop What's the, what's the clue, clue that we gave her? The Tom. first name. Yes. Tom. Tom Brady. And then she was able to pick it up. Yeah. Now, shouldn't you know who Tom Brady is? It's like, I, I've never seen the Kardashian thing. I know who Kim Kardashian is. I don't have to watch the show. I can't get away from it. Has Tom Brady ever been like on a Real Housewives uh, no, but he then will. Perhaps he, his, he, perhaps he will soon. He's got better be things to do. Yes, I would Dare like to you. state just to reference the intro that I have again. I called two psychiatrists <laughs> earlier in the week. Left messages. Neither called me back. I know I'm, you I'm being rejected. <laughs> no, I'm, being... it's like it's trying to date. It's like it's trying to date, and you call. Hi, call me back if you want to go out again. No response. I don't know. I, this is, this why is three times it. now. You pick those two plus the yeah. one before who kind of turned you down. I would prefer phone calls as I don't want you. Yeah, they just but they just don't call back. There's no That's phone really calls sad. back. Are you okay? Do you need me to, do you need a hug? No. I mean, I won't do it, but I'll send Jared <laughs> over. He'll, you know. Oh, you guys can find me. I don't, I don't like people touching me. I, don't I know like you don't. Intimacy. Jared, I think you You don't like people. T- really? Maybe that's why you haven't had really a long-term relationship because, you know. You know what's going on? All the psychiatrists in the New York City area are getting together and they're talking no. about him. They're like, hey, don't take him. There's this guy that keeps leaving uh, messages <laughs> on my answer. I don't know what it's he really wants. weird. Right? I, I will really say weird. that, that the, the last one I called I think it was a cell phone, so I could delete the message. It didn't go straight through, and I did right. five times. <laughs> I kept deleting. I was like, hi, this is Greg Ross, and uh, my insurance is United, and I think that I should – I'm trying to get rid of my last therapist because I didn't really – like. and I'm on Prozac, and uh, and I would delete, start over. <laughs> I sounded too needy. I did that at work, too. You know that if you think about it, it, you really, really have to be messed up if psychiatrists are like – I don't know. He's weird. No, the message I got through was good. It was succinct. It was just, yeah. I, I, I just please call me yeah, back. Yeah, but like he's saying, they're getting together and they're talking about you. Thanks. Which, by the way, is the reason I will never go to a psychiatrist. Because I honestly believe that they get drunk together and they talk about you by name. See, I, And they tell people about your little secrets. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. I think that if I were the one they talked about, I'd be proud of that. That of all their patients, they're, yeah. I'm the one they're talking about. Oh, I got to hear about this guy. Over the drinks. All right, give me a story from Studio B1. Even though you're not in Studio B1, you're here. It's All right, weird. we have a, a Patriots fan in the audience tonight. Yes, we do. And this is going to be good news. I know, because we have the tar and the feathers. For him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jaded. I'm a Bills fan. Go ahead. Yes, I understand that. Let it go. We beat him. We beat him twice. In you're the last 51. Decade. You're 51. He was referencing the team as we still. 
the other I day. Know. Next week we play. <laughs> Next week we play. My team. Uh, so last night the NFL season kicked off. Yes, it did. And Tom uh, Brady again proved that he just can't lose at anything. The Steelers and the Patriots, and there was controversy because the headsets were malfunctioning for the Steelers. They heard the Patriots radio calls in their headsets. So like if the quarterback, like Roethlisberger's out there, he would hear the Patriots, not yeah, himself. Yeah, and, and the communication amongst the coaches and out there, yes, with, I mean, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of people in the booth talking down, but they were getting the radio signals from the Patriots. NFL says Patriots had nothing to do with it. Uh, but isn't it funny that one game and there's scandal? And I don't know if you, the, the ESPN reports thing, this, this new story that came out about Spygate, Right. Where I mean, this is if you haven't seen this, it's and nothing against the the person who's the Patriots fan, but I'm just saying you've got to wonder. I don't know either. They all do it now. If they if they come out and say they all do it, fine. But in this report, they're talking about how they would send people into other locker rooms to get their plays. They uh, would videotape things and they would dress their interns in like NFL films stuff, so they would look like that they should be there. And I will tell you something as a very bitter Bills fan. <laughs> uh, uh, there was one game, first of all, I want to point out again that we have beaten them twice since 2001, and we play them twice a year. So we're still in there. We're still yeah, in you, there. You, uh, there's no reason you to be played better. well in those games. Uh, I did. You I did. did. <laughs> it was all about me. I, you know, we, I, I did very well. But there was one game. It was a night game. I don't know if it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game about five seasons ago. And as I was watching this game, and I never thought about this. I didn't really think about Spygate or anything. There was not one offensive play that the Bills had in that game that worked. Not one in four quarters. And I, as I was watching the game, I thought, it's like they know the plays. <laughs> it's, it's as if they know the plays. It's impossible. We've been beaten up before, but usually you have three or four or five good moments. <laughs> Nothing. They defended every play. We didn't make one yard in the whole game. I guarantee you. And I, I, just like, I thought, they must know the plays. And now I see this. But it doesn't matter. Because I want to talk about Tom Brady for a moment. Well, I, I, is, I just want to tell you quickly what Belichick thinks of what you have to say. What do you talk like it's this? Go, it's so. gone to a pretty low level. It's sunk pretty deep. So he's denying it, which of course he would. But uh, Tom Brady, this guy, he's more handsome than J. Patrick Best, which Impossible. is difficult to do. That's and I, the guy cannot lose at anything. He's been to six Super Bowls. He's won four of them. He wins everything. He got in trouble being with one supermodel because he was with another supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> That's this guy's life. With Super Bowls. Jackpot. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> One supermodel was mad when he found out that he was cheating on the supermodel with another supermodel. Well, he got them both pregnant. It, well, yeah. And then he's super friends. Like, they're all friends now. The first one's friends. And then, this year, the unthinkable, he beats the NFL. He beats the, who beats the commissioner? Who ever beats the commissioner like that? Just straight up, it was like the, him versus the commissioner. And I'm telling you, I worry about Tom Brady because you cannot have that much good luck in your life without something waiting for you out. I mean, something has got big and bad has got to be waiting for this guy because you cannot just, first of all, be that good looking and win constantly. And I worry about him. I do worry about Tom Brady. I'm not a Brady hater. I, I think he's the best quarterback who's ever played the game. I really do. But I worry about him. Is that a veiled threat? It, things could happen. <laughs> I know people. I'm just saying he could be convinced to retire. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he was a second-string quarterback in Michigan, so I mean, that's, I that's kind of stinks. And that's another thing. It was like, what was oh, he like? But the eight hundred? Kind of like it. Kind of. It kind of stinks. Like right. uh, yeah. drafted yeah. what the eighth round or ninth Sixth. round? Sixth, Sixth round. round. Yeah. I mean, so that's every other team, including the Buffalo so Bills, could have gotten him. 
<laughs> and the didn't. odds, the odds were against him though at the time, and he turned things around. I know, but it's a winning streak that's got to end ugly. I don't know. I just the way that I'm, I'm a very I'm a pessimist, and I just feel like I don't know. I'm not going to say what's in my mind because everybody would hate me. Don't but walk under a grand piano. Being don't a, walk. Yeah. Un- how could no. he's too tall? How could you walk under a grand piano? No, being moved no, like being moved. Oh, oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> you mean when it's hoisted in the air? It's hoisted in the air. You didn't mean just like actually walking under a grand piano. Okay. Don't get miniature and walk under a grand piano. Whatever Tom you Brady. do, don't take that I'm miniaturization warning. pill and walk under a grand piano. All right, any more on that one? Do we have another story from Studio B1? Uh, we've, we've got another story. A man I once hit with the door, and I also ate his Oreos, Al Sharpton. He's being demoted. He's losing his uh, weeknight well, hold on, show hold on, on MSNBC. Wait, wait, nobody's understanding the uh, Oreos. What, what, what? Oh, no. He, okay, I worked at the radio station in New York quickly because I know we're about to go to break. Oh, don't and, worry about it. We'll and, be here all night. And I hit him with the door. I was walking out, and he was coming into the station, and I didn't see him, and I right. hit the door, and he gave me a dirty You're look. You're a racist, for sure, say a, that. And then there was a spread <laughs> of food every time he'd come in for one of the sister stations. He was on one of the sister stations. Of course, it was and, sister, uh, sister stations. He would, have, he would have cheese and, cheese. and Oreos, vanilla Oreos. Cheese and Oreos. Those yeah. go together. That's a great combo. This, this was only for him. <laughs> this was before the, the bypass. And I took the whole package of Oreos one night. Oh, uh, you stole his Oreos. Yeah, after As I hit the him white the man has been stealing from the I black man forever. I didn't like the look he gave me, and that was my way of getting him back. Is I it possible for him, him to give you a good look? He's one of those guys who just has a grumpy face, doesn't he? He's well, like, Al Sharpton, let me tell you something about Al Sharpton. Before we get to the fact that he finally lost his MSW show, which he never should have had, I think. Not because of his politics, because he was just terrible on the air. But uh, Al Sharpton is one of those guys, much like, who's the uh, weatherman for today's show? Um, Al Roker. Al Roker. Some people look better fat. Look, I'm telling you. Just some people yeah. look better fat. Al Sharpton is probably healthier now than he used to be. Remember what Al Sharpton looked like back when he was really the con man? Like, he would wear running suits. <laughs> running suits are like, when, that's when you, like, you just give up. You know, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're in a running suit. Just, <laughs> and he was huge, and now he lost all that weight. But what happens with these guys is that you lose the weight in your body, and that looks good. But your head stays as big as it ever was, and it just gets real skinny. Yeah, and it's just like an really angel fish. Like, like he that. looks like an alien. The way he cut his hair from the side. The he was speaking yeah. at that Michael Jackson funeral, and they showed him from the side, and he really looked like he could have been some guy from another planet. The in a guy, movie. the guy from Blues Travelers. The same with him. Yes, yeah, John yeah, exactly. Palmer. Yeah. Same thing. So, did he lose weight? He lost a lot of weight. I yeah. Really? But I think he got it back, didn't he? I don't think no. so. No. Well, the, the skin just starts to hang on your skeleton at that point, kind of like yeah. beef dirt jerky drawing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just kind of there. As, as Greg has pointed out to me, when you see really, really, really huge people, you have to remember that their skeletons are exactly the same as everybody else's. I mean, it's really weighs down on your skull. You see these guys who are like this? I mean, I'm not going after anybody because I'm way too big for who I am. But I don't get the guys who are like this, you know, like Al Sharpton used to be. And then here in the South, I don't know what it is, but like dudes tuck in their golf shirts when they're huge. And I'm telling you, that's a southern thing. That's not something I saw up north. Like, you see guys walking around. They're huge. They've got, like, golf shirts on. They tuck in. And it's you like, don't, yeah, when, when do they do decide Do the ladies to love that the, in the south? Is that what? When do they decide to keep the belt underneath <laughs> it, like, tucked underneath it? Yeah. Or when they pull it up? Yeah, that's worse, though. That's worse, though. The pulling the belt over. Yeah. And then the, that's, that's not a good look. I Let it hang out. Oh, is that music? Oh, that's, Yeah. When we come back, we'll try to squeeze in another story from Studio B1. And remember, we have the best goodbyes in the business, so don't miss them. The Von Hessler Doctrine. 
on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to this special edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine. I have been lecturing in the commercial breaks of the live stream. I have been lecturing about the Iranian deal. And, uh, but if you're just listening on the radio, you missed out on all of that. It's as if I'm just voting present. I don't really have an opinion <laughs> at all. No, the point that I was making about the Iranian deal, just to go into it very quickly here on the air, is that, uh, look, it's going to go through. There's no stopping it. But I think there should be an up or down vote. I think everybody should be on the record. And I think 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you need to dig up those names. And may if they were right, we've got to go, okay, we were wrong. And if they're wrong, you have to say, look, that's a history lesson. We didn't learn from North Korea. I'm not going to explain North, North Korea if you don't remember what happened in North Korea. But uh, I'm a child of the 70s, and I was raised on game shows and John Wayne movies. And so that should tell you that I'm against the Iran deal, because John Wayne would be against it. Do you know that I do that, Jared? Jared, in real life, I do that sometimes. If I don't have enough time to think something through, I just say to myself, would John Wayne be for it? <laughs> I do that. Listen, if John Wayne wouldn't be for it, I'm not for it. Hey, whatever works for you, man. It's, it's, it you could just wear one of those what would Jesus do bracelets and would still work. J yeah. Jesus or John. Just yeah, just what, or John. What, what would John do? Exactly. That's, that's, that's what I it's another very quick one that I do sometimes because we're busy, right? So you don't know what to think about everything. I look, if I don't have enough time to have an opinion on something, I look at college campuses and whatever college kids think, I take the opposite <laughs> point of view. And I don't even think about it. Good idea. And it's not always correct, but it's like 90% time. You're right, 90% of the time. Uh, how much time do we have left? Because I want to be able to say goodbyes. We have one minute left. No more time for stories from BD1. Aww. Aww. Little, little, he said, shut that down. I heard the shh, and I thought, oh, this is live radio. What's going on? <laughs> uh, ladies, I uh, really want to appreciate. Uh, I really want to appreciate. What does that mean? You should I would. I do appreciate is what I meant to say. Everyone showing up tonight. Give yourselves a, a round of applause. <laughs> I know Mark Aram calls him Longoria, but I can't do what Mark Aram does. So I call him Andrew, who you cannot see in this room, but he's running the board. Give him a round of applause because he's done a great job. If you're listening to this and you're wondering what happened to Clark Howard, stick around. He's going to be on a little after 10 o'clock. And this is called the Von Hessler Doctrine. And if you enjoyed it, we're on every Sunday afternoon here on WSB. And it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. I want to tell people that I was out of work for a little while and WSB called me and this is what they said to me when I walked in. They said, we don't want you to come here and try to sound like every other host. Do you know that as a radio person, you're never told that? When you walk into a place really? and they say, we want what your ideas are. We want to know what you want to do and we want to give you a platform. So a round of applause for Pete Spriggs and WSB. <laughs> Even though that evil villain, Clark Howard, is still here. <laughs> Let's hear it for J. Patrick Best. <laughs> Poets, artists, and madmen. Autumn Fisher. Thank you, everybody. English Nick. Oi. Greg Russ. Thank you. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next week. But until then, I simply must insist all together, get, get off my lawn! Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.